Datology Coach Podcast, Sarah. Hey. Hey, guess who is coming over tomorrow night? I have no idea. I should say coming over tomorrow night and staying for two months. Oh, uh, well, I still don't know. Is Oh my God, is it Tino? No, I know. Oh. I, I wish Tino's great, but oh. it is Sam and Brooke, the two okay. dogs I took care of last year. Yeah. Yeah, I'm very excited. They're coming. They're going to be staying with me. Uh, t- you know, it's tentative till mid-February. Okay. But, you know, it was supposed to be mid-February last year, and that it ended up being mid-July. Yeah, that's true. So that's we'll true. we'll see. Uh, I got a really, I got a really nice uh, text and photo and phone call from uh, Nike's owners. Nike's okay, doing well. Good. Good. Yeah, Nike's doing well. The owner left me a really nice review, but he, he said, that. I think he's really bored. <laughs> he goes, mm-hmm. I, I just think he had the time of his life with you. And I'm like, oh, you know, thank you very much. Um, but speaking of dogs. Yeah. I had an experience this week, and this is dating related. It's not dog related, but it'll, it'll, okay. sound, like it's, it'll sound like it's dog related. So obviously, on top of just my own private clients, I am on Rover. Hmm. And people schedule me. They book me through Rover. And so I got a request from somebody saying, hey, you know what? I've just moved to New York. I don't really know anybody. I need to go to LA for work tomorrow, very last minute. And I would need to drop, you know, my dog off around 7 p.m. And, you know, are you available? And I happen to be available. So there was about 15 minutes between when this guy messaged me and when I responded. Uh, just because Very that, reasonable. That's when I got it. That's when I got uh-huh. the message. And I responded. I said, yep, absolutely. I'm available. And so I kind of waited. And then within that hour, I got a request, another request. And I, and I had to turn it down. And it would have been for a lot more money. Mm-hmm. And I had to, tur- had to turn it down because I had already told this guy, like, yes, I'm available. So about an hour later, the guy gets back to me and he's like, hey, Kristen, thank you so much for responding. Um, unfortunately, um, somebody, I didn't see that you had responded to my message and um, somebody had already replied. Okay. Uh, and they said, uh, but, you know, I'll definitely keep you in mind for, you know, future bookings, which is adorable because I responded and I said, um, that's unfortunate considering I turned down a lucrative booking to accommodate you because yeah. of your last minute request. And then I blocked them. Uh, and it was irritating to me because, I mean, for a number of reasons, it was irritating. Yeah, to me. <laughs> we know why. <laughs> right. We, it, was, it was irritating because I lost. I lost a good amount of money. Um, but also, it would now see. I haven't done dating apps in what three years. We're going on, mm-hmm. and uh, it made me realize, like, oh, okay, yep, this was a nice little reminder of what dating apps are like. Yeah, I can see the correlation. Right. You know, here's this guy, and what was very clear was he had messaged a bunch of people. Yeah. And then whoever yeah. responded first. <laughs> you up. Got, got you up. 
And before anybody <clears throat> that that like raspiness in my voice, I'm not a smoker. It's the cough that I had. Hmm. Um, so because somebody actually wrote in, they're like, "I remember. Did you? Are you still smoking?" Big, I was oh. listening to the podcast. I'm like, "No." Um, <clears throat> so yeah, it was basically a you up mass text. Yeah, he messaged a bunch of different people, and not to toot my own horn, but you know, I go through to like always see who's, you know, am I pricing myself effectively? Am I pricing myself out? You know, I have very high number of reviews, high number of repeat clients across the board. I'm always checking that. So like, I'm really good and I come at a good price, not cheap, but not crazy expensive either. And so what that said to me was this guy was just messaging anybody that looked reasonably good to see who would respond instead of I have this one or one person that I really want. And then if they can't do it, then I'll just, well, you you said he just moved to New York, right? So he doesn't, maybe he doesn't have that person yet. No, no. I mean, going through the Ross, going through the, the app. Yeah. Okay. You know, like, was there not anybody on there that he was his like first choice? He wasn't, the point I'm making is he didn't care about reviews, bios. He didn't care about any of it. Right. It was just who's available, who's got a pulse. Well, I'm sure he considered ratings, but yeah, I see what you're saying. Do you know what I mean? Right. So it, that is very, I think, similar to dating apps. I mean, th- this a whole experience with Rover does is very reminiscent of dating apps. I yeah. can't tell you how many people try to book me. And then they're like, oh, you have a cat? Yeah. I mean, it's literally, literally the banner photo of my profile. Right. My dog and my cat. Like, yeah, you didn't even read it. You know, so this behavior that we have on dating apps where people, this is, this is why. This is why, like, you'll match with somebody and they won't respond because they're, they're just accruing matches and responding to whoever whoever responds first. Mm-hmm. Like that's when somebody's on a dating app and they're just swiping, 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 trying to get a bunch of mess- bunch of matches. They're just looking for a hookup. Yeah, you know, like somebody yeah. looking for a relationship. They're taking a little bit more time. They're not being as indiscriminate when they swipe. Yeah, you know. So the next time you you. Um, match with somebody on a dating app and you message them and they don't respond to you, take that as a blessing. <laughs> because more than likely that person was just looking for a hookup and was just yeah. going to reply whoever responded in that moment. So there. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, okay, let's, let's now talk about the, the topic du jour that has taken over every aspect of social media. Hmm. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, some corners of social media, some corners of social media, um, the sex in the city and just like that premiere. And it's no longer called sex and city. And it's not, and this is what I don't think yeah. people are getting. It is not a reboot and it's not a reimagining. It's a completely different series, but with the same characters. Uh, I, I mean, except it's not though. Right. Because they're, like we're supposed to go into it with some knowledge of past events, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. So 
I mean, I guess I, I it's don't know. kind of like. Do you remember when the Golden Girls went off the air and then it it, it had like a spinoff? It's basically a no. spinoff. <laughs> but okay. But okay. <laughs> it's a long time ago, kids. But it is. It's a spinoff. It's a spinoff to an, uh, another. And they. it's a uh, criminal intent. It's law and order criminal intent. <laughs> you Except know how they're the same characters and they're talking about some well anyway i don't know we don't need to define reboot but right are you telling me basically that they renamed it because samantha's not there no i think they renamed it because well frankly let, let's be honest they're in their 50s how much sex are they having not much they're so all far. married they're all yeah, married like not, not a lot so far right which it's is like, fine right <laughs> um it's fine Right. So they renamed it. It's it's just sort of a re- whatever reinvention. I don't know. Uh, I'm giving it a six out of 10. The first two episodes. How about you? Oh, I hadn't I hadn't thought about whether I like it. <laughs> and just so anybody knows, we're, we're going to talk spoilers. So yeah, yeah. spoilers you know, for sure. Spoilers, Although spoilers. to be fair, we're only two episodes in. And if you are at all interested in watching this i'm sure you've already seen spoilers so right um do i like it uh no (laughs) no i'm gonna i'm gonna yeah no Mm -hmm. (laughs) i'm in the one to five range Mm -hmm. um i'm not okay it's it's more than a one because I mean, kudos for going to all this effort just for giving all of us something to complain about, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, I can't be mad at that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, frankly, this is a gift that they're giving us in, in this time of COVID, the year of our Lord, 2021. <laughs> um, we're all still inside, and this this is an incredible gift for them to go through this amount of effort just for podcasts to shit talk it. So thank you, Michael Patrick King. Well, I believe they're actually going to be kicking off a podcast. The writers of, and just like that are kicking off a podcast about each episode. So yeah. Okay. All right. Well, great. Great great for them. (laughs) So, okay. The Samantha thing. Uh Uh-huh. Everyone keeps saying Samantha would never have left. And she, her friendships were meant too much to her. Now, mm-hmm. here's, here's what I'm thinking. So the premise they, that they said was because the book industry was, you know, slowing down. Right. Maybe she, Carrie wasn't published. Which is not book. even really true. But It's yeah. not true at all. <laughs> like, it's more into kind. Like, it doesn't really matter. What's the difference? You're still, oh, whatever. Yeah. So Carrie says, you know, because of publishing the way it was, I fired her as a publicist. Yeah. And, um she fired me as a friend and then right. took a job in London and people, yeah, why were, couldn't she just take a job in London and then you the, have a built in excuse because of the time difference and people just drift apart. Well, because they needed a justifiable reason for her not to come back for business. That is a justifiable it's reason. Not, it really, if she it really had moved isn't. to London pre COVID and it mm-hmm. had been two years that's plenty but, of time to drift apart due but, to the time difference. But see, I can kind of see this from Samantha's perspective because Carrie still needed a fucking publicist. Yeah. 
And not only that, but she didn't consider the optics of fire, firing not just her publicist, but her close friend who was her publicist. Yeah. I mean, I think it's a stupid reason. <laughs> it is a stupid reason. And if you were friends with Carrie for fucking 20 years and putting up with her bullshit, right. and she did that to you, that would be it for me. Like, um, that would be it. Yeah, sure. So, see, it makes sense to me that Sam okay. would be like, screw you guys. I'm done with you. I'm going over here. Leave me. I could see it. Yeah, I mean, it, it's certainly a defensible position. Mm -hmm. I do think there is something to the argument that Samantha wouldn't ghost fully the way that she is. Um, I, I don't know. I, I think I think there were a number of better options that the writers had. I think it would have made more sense to do the drifting, like I said. Or, I mean, just, just have the character die. I mean, you know, she had cancer. Yeah. She was older than them. Yeah, but that's we, obviously... They're acknowledging COVID. She, she could have simply died. Right. Uh, I think that's their way of hoping Katral comes back. Mm, yeah, that's a good point. You know... Uh, Can you... Uh, here's something I'm wondering. <laughs> I truly don't... I couldn't help but wonder. <laughs> I truly do not remember how many films there were. I remember the first one. It was was good. People liked it, including mm -hmm. me. Mm -hmm. The second one, is that when they went to Dubai Dubai or something? Yes. And it 80s. was just a nightmare? Yes. And then was there a third one? No. Oh, See, okay. There was supposed okay. to be a third one. Oh, they were, and then everyone was like, was please board. God, no. <laughs> and, well, no, everybody was on board except for Kim Cattrall. Oh, and, okay. and apparently Chris Noth, Mr. Big. Yeah, okay. He didn't want to do it. Sure. And see, this is how I told you. I told you that Don had listened to a, a podcast called Origins, uh, and where they had interviewed Chris Noth. Okay. And Noth was very upfront about, or, or or interviewed somebody that was very close to the project, and that person said Noth did not want to do the third. Movie. See, that's interesting because, like, for him to get a huge payday out of that movie, what's he need to show up for like four scenes? Well, I think plus they filmed some extra ones to try and uh, submit, you know, make sure people didn't know. But yeah, but still, like, come on, man, that's if you're if you're big, <laughs> it's yeah. not a hard job. Well, I guess what he also didn't like was that that character was like following him everywhere. Like that was, and that's a that's a thing. You know, yeah. we see it with we see it with friends, the character, the actors. Well, friends. and frankly. None of the women of Sex and the City have really done much since Sex and oh, the City, no, no, no. which Cynthia, I think is why Cynthia they keep Nixon accepting has. these Cynthia jobs. Cynthia Nixon has. Cynthia Nixon's done a ton. It's just that she's done Broadway and she's done guest appearances and she's done you know Netflix stuff. But okay, and she's you know run for governor or right. tried you know. But Cynthia Nixon has really been working steadily. She just doesn't. Oh, okay. She's not right. in like mainstream stuff. Um, but yeah, like same thing with. What's her face? SJP. I mean, she's Carrie Bradshaw. That's it. Yeah, she hasn't really done much else. Right. So I can see Chris Noth being like, and I for totally forgot that I met him. I, I completely forgot that. But I could see Chris Noth being like, look, I'm an actor and this character is following me around everywhere and yeah. I can't get other work. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. You know, so, and, and I kind of think 
that Kim Cattrall maybe felt the same way. Like, look, this oh, is, I would think, <laughs> yeah, know, this character's haunting me. I can't get any other work. Right. I don't want to keep doing it. Um, yeah. I mean, I guess it's, um, I mean, I don't know what it's like to be in that position, right. To be in a, in a state where like either you have to turn down the work and probably have no work mm-hmm. or keep playing this character that you're extremely tired of. Mm-hmm. And frankly, so are we. <laughs> and this is why I, I'm not really, I don't really care that Samantha's not back only because I, don't either. I was never, what'd you say? I don't either. I was never invested in that character. Like she was enjoyable. She was kind of the comic relief right. in a sense. Yeah. But I they also didn't give her like, much emotional depth outside of cancer. I mean, there were, there were like three plot points that showed that gave Kim Cattrall an, an opportunity to demonstrate emotional depth in that character. Right. One was the relationship with Smith. The other was the relationship with, um, what's his name? Richard. And the mm-hmm. third was cancer. And that was mm-hmm. pretty much it. Yeah. And I, I just felt as though that character was the most damaging, the most, like, I think too many women tried to emulate that character, not realizing that it yeah. was a caricature. <laughs> And that- well, and how does it, I mean, how does it work when you're in your, I mean, I don't know how much older she was supposed to be, but how does that work if you're in your mid sixties to early seventies? Well, see, and that's my, that's my next point. And we're kind of blowing past what actually happened. Um, but so let's cover what actually happened in the episode. In the show? In the show. Um, so Kristen Davis is, I mean, I, I blame her for B- Big's death. There, said it. <laughs> Not Lily. <laughs> Lily. I love all the memes. Like Lily's ruined Carrie's life twice. It's definitely Lily. <laughs> yeah. Um, I just, I, I mean, she, like, I hate people like that. And my sister's like that. I hate people like what? Like, <laughs> no, who are like, you know, you have to come to this because. Oh, like, I see. Okay. Like that shit who guilt you. I hate it. I hate it. Uh, and she, you know, she wanted everybody. Well, I, there. I do too. And I think that the reason it was a plot point is because we're, you know, like the chosen family thing. Mm-hmm. Like this, this is the golden blatt extended family. So mm-hmm. while on the one hand, if, if one of my friends was like, will you come to my kid's piano recital? I'd be like, absolutely not. But yeah. I will meet you for a drink afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> at least lily was good she was great wasn't that great yeah i don't um, know if the actress was was really playing that or not but oof, yeah without well, at least the performance was good but yeah, um, sure it was. yeah i think it's 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 the notion of like your friends are your family mm-hmm. thus yeah. they get the guilt yeah now everyone keeps asking why does steve have a hearing aid okay and i don't know i don't know i don't know if they're going to keep bringing it back or if you're saying just- like, is it a plot point or does the actor actually have hearing loss? So yeah, see, I think the actor might actually have hearing loss. I mean, I have no idea. Uh, so I think, I think that's why they're doing it. I, you know what? I don't, I'm going to assume he doesn't <laughs> because if he was a person that actually lived with hearing loss, I don't think he would allow what they're doing to his character <laughs> in mm. terms of the writing. Well, he's on another show, or at least he was. He's on uh, Chicago Med or something. Okay. Um, so, so there's that. Brady is fucking awful. Yeah. 
for sure. Brady's awful, but I'll tell you, like, so, what, uh, what's her name? Miranda. I mean, Brady's it, also a 17-year-old boy, so, like, of right. course he's, he's awful. He's supposed to be a prick. He's supposed to be a prick. <laughs> and everyone's saying, oh, my God, and Miranda getting so upset that he was smoking weed. Hi. He's underage, in public. That's illegal. Like, you have to be 21 in New York to be able to smoke recreationally outside mm-hmm. um he's underage smoking pot from somebody that he got from someone he does not know yeah in public and his mother's a fucking lawyer mm-hmm. well that's probably why he's doing it because <laughs> right. what's gonna happen to him exactly exactly yeah. but uh people think that she's turning into a karen and i don't think she's turning into a karen and i no, think she a lot definitely of- is really I mean, in some respects, I don't. I don't really understand her approach to sex in the house. That's weird to me. Like yeah. it's just a free for all. I, I don't know, man. Like, I there's got to be something in between the way that you and I were raised, yeah. <laughs> the way that Brady's has been raised in this fictional series. There's there's got to be a happy in between right yeah i i said this on tiktok the sex scene between him and the girlfriend i d- didn't want to see it <laughs> creepy right creepy right yeah they could have for sure just done the the view from steve and miranda's room with the sound effects right absolutely yeah. creepy completely unnecessary and and i'm not clutching my pearls these characters are underage that's yeah that's what they're telling us that's the gross. I part. haven't checked the math on that. Um, yeah, but I, yeah, is he, it like? Have you done the math? Would that character really be seventeen, or would he yes. be closer to like twenty? I okay. He might be. He is seventeen in the show. That's what we know, right? <clears throat> I remember there being a year in between. Um, the, that's what I'm saying. Like he might be eighteen or nineteen. I think he's. Uh, about the to turn 18 yeah i think he's about to turn 18 because there was a year between when he was born and the next season mm-hmm. i something like that something happened that's I, what I, I thought too well anyway anyway yeah didn't, so didn't need that scene at all yeah it was gross um now everyone thinks miranda's going to develop a drinking problem why because she had two drinks in the episode, and she brought oh, one. Oh, oh, well, I think I would have been drinking at that moment too. Yeah, I, I don't see there. It's like, well, I think she's gonna have an affair with Shay, the non-binary character played. By I mean, Sarah that's Lee. just what we're all hoping because they've made Steve just this one-dimensional nuisance. Yeah, <laughs> but that was—he was always. They were always mommy and son. Yeah, I know. Right? They were always mommy and son. And that's why his mother was Anne Mira. Yeah. With the red, red hair. There was that, that was very intentional. You know, to draw the comparison between like how Steve is dating his mother. Yeah, I think it was a mistake to have Steve and Miranda still together. Like I appreciated the Brooklyn Bridge scene as much as anyone else, but Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this this is run its course, surely. I just don't think <laughs> I don't know that they're going to blow apart any more of the core relationships on the show. Mm. I mean, it makes I don't know. It makes sense for Charlotte to be married to Harry, and mm-hmm. like can, by the way, can we talk about Harry? Love him, but yes, right. I Love mean, him. this is a Harry Goldenblatt appreciation pod. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> From here on out, the character is man he, they're doing great with him yeah great great yeah. stuff 
Yeah, he's, you know, he's almost 60, but he's like, he's like a cool father without being like. Harry is a snack. I'll say it. Yeah, Harry is a snack. I'm not afraid. (laughs) Yeah, Harry is a snack. And he, the way they have, they kind of juxtapose him with, what's her face? Charlotte. Mm-hmm. And he's like, Rose, baby, you know, can you do it? Like, it's clear Rose is very much the father's daughter and mm-hmm. Lily's very much the mother's daughter. Mm-hmm. You know, like he has that sway. He's just so good with them. He knows how to talk it down. Right. He, what he does very well is talk everybody off the ledge. Yeah. He's he's very good at that. It's amazing. The, yeah. the writing of this character is amazing. Yeah. yeah. I, 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 the, I think the best written male character like i know everyone's yeah. like oh mr big mr big I- i'm glad he's dead like i'm so glad he's dead, glad he's dead too. Like, <laughs> because frankly him. that's the only way carrie can have a good life right just give get all his money yeah right yeah just let him go right and I-, I love that at the funeral like f- someone fucking said it like do i am i the only one who remembers what a prick he was <laughs> Speaking of that, I I need to know what Carrie did to Susan Sharon. Because I know I, she did something. And do you, know, you think that's the writers being like, nudge, nudge, wink, wink? Like, we see we see what's happened culturally with Carrie being uh, terrible now, right? The, the, the vibe yes. has shifted. Yes. And now the view of Carrie has shifted. And we can all recognize that she's tox- toxic. And do yes. you think that's the writer's way of acknowledging I, I, that? I think that's one of them, yeah. Because Carrie has no idea what she did. Because <laughs> Carrie has, <laughs> yeah. Because Carrie, Carrie has no idea, and I also think that the storyline between you know Carrie and Sam, and Sam leaving, and Carrie just having this really hard time understanding Sam's point of view from it. Yeah. And then Charlotte making big stuff about her. Right. And I feel like that was when Carrie was seeing that Carrie's like, Oh, like I, I get it. Like I was so frustrated because she's making this about her and it's not yeah. about her. Yeah. And it, I think it sort of woke her up to like, Oh, I get it now. Eh, uh, maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe, but, you know, slowly, but surely that she's realizing, Oh, I've kind of always made everything about me. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe just, a, just a little can bit. We, can we go back to the, evolution of miranda as karen sure because i i'm seeing it i'm seeing the karen and i'm also thinking that that kind of makes sense miranda has always been a know-it-all she's Mm -hmm. no i mean she was never wrong you know but she Mm -hmm. she definitely has always been a know-it-all and she's Mm -hmm. always been um well that well that's it i mean (laughs) That's it. She's just, she's been a know-it-all, right? She's been the person that is like, here's what you need to do. And again, never wrong. Right. And that trait of her fictional, again, fictional characters, personality, certainly was held against her in a variety of ways in the series due to misogyny, internalized and mm-hmm. other and external. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, I mean... That can definitely evolve into a, you know, I need to speak to your manager kind of kind of attitude, which I think she's already said, right? Can I get, oh, yeah, she said it to the security guard. Yeah. 
Yeah. It, well, I think the more appropriate is she's more of a, she's a white savior. Well, I, I didn't think that that really tracked with her character. I, I thought she would at least be savvy enough not to step in it in class like that. Oh my God. I mean, you can be a white savior and still um, not do that. (laughs) Right. And keep in mind that they have added black women to the writing team. One of them was Samantha Irby, who's Mm -hmm. a writer that I, that I'm familiar with. Yeah. She's Uh, great. So, um, I think we kind of have to tr- like, let's trust the writers here because more than likely the black writers had a lot to say about that storyline. I'm sure. Yeah. So um, let's not like dim- diminish, like I, I don't want to diminish what very well might be very intentional uh, writing by black women. Could be. Do you know what? Yeah. So uh, I think what they wanted to do was choose the one that everyone's the least we thought was the least likely to say stupid shit and Mm -hmm. make her the one because it is, I I think that that's more common. It is very white savior. And it's people who, Oh, they, they try to act all in the know and it's, it's, it's very performative and it's all a show. Yeah. You know, and I, and I just, you don't think Miranda would be, savvy enough to not step in it i don't know to me that makes more sense with carrie's character mm-hmm. um but you know i'm not on the writing team so yeah yeah i, I just and then, and then the other thing is well either it's going to be what's her face miranda's going to have an affair with one of the other women or miranda's got a drinking problem it's like well pick one because they can't do both to her well i don't know you could do both Ah, oh, God, I hope not. I, I, I kind of, I hope not. Um, but <clears throat> the the new characters that they brought in, I, I mean, I, I, I definitely want to learn more. Which about one, Che? Oh, Jesus! What did they do? I was so, I, I've, I've been saying this that when I heard Sarah M- Ramirez join the cast, that I was so excited because I really liked them a lot. I liked them on Grey's Anatomy. I liked them on, on Madam Secretary. So I was hoping that they were going to do something really good with this character. And that character was so over the top performative and off putting and mm. cringy. I mean, I don't, I don't feel like I've seen enough of the character to really have an opinion yet. I think the podcast is weird. Like, I don't, I don't know who would be listening to that podcast. I first, why do you have a man there? Like who needs right. the man there? The man's just yeah. gross. I don't know. Yeah. The, the dude's just gross. Yeah. It's kind of, is it like trying to be. <laughs> uh, yes. I thought that too. Thank you. Is it trying to be like some, some version of Red Scare plus call me, call her daddy. Like, is it, is that the vibe? I don't know. I don't understand the podcast. I don't, I don't understand it. Uh, I obviously they're trying to make it about g- gender roles and sexuality and mm-hmm. you know, dating or whatever. Uh, and, but they're doing they're It's more inclusive. I don't think they really, uh, this is what I mean. Like it's so over the top. Yeah. You know, it's a podcast, but okay. But what, what's it really, what is it really like? What's the I focus? <laughs> because I don't, I don't know. I don't like podcasts about dating where <laughs> Wait, where do you think I'm going with that? <laughs> I don't like podcasts where it's men and women hosting. I don't because the guy's almost always a dick, and the girl almost always agrees with him. Um, mm, and yeah, I just okay. 
You know what yeah. I mean? I just don't. I just don't like it. I don't like men in this. I just don't like men talking about women's women dating. Sure. I don't like men giving women dating advice. I don't like it. In fact, like side note, and I don't think he listens. And if he does it, well, whatever. Oh there's well. Stuff, oh well. <laughs> there's this like guy who's he started this. I don't know this little market. Like he's he's a divorced dad, and he's starting this divorce community. Like divorced over forty. Okay. And he sent me a message on Twitter and he was like, Hey, you know, I'm in the dating space too. Would love to connect. So I followed him. And then he came over to Instagram a few, you know, a few weeks later, a couple months later, followed me there. And he's like, Hey, I'm in the dating space. Would love to connect. I'm like, okay, follow, click. What does that mean? He wants to be on the pod. I don't know what the fuck it means. He That's wants you to promote point. him. No idea. <laughs> And so then about a week after he sent me love to connect and after I follow him, he's like, Hey, just following up about what, sir? Yeah. What do you want? Yeah. Something. Want? He clearly wants something. So I went through his follower list on okay. TikTok, on uh -huh. Twitter and on yeah. Instagram, 80% women. So I was like, Ooh, no, nope. Mm -mm. No, I'm not going to be one of them. What does he want though? I don't know. I don't know if he wants promotion. I don't know if he like, oh, can I write for your site? Oh, can I be? In? I don't know what he wants. But here's my answer. No. <laughs> There's my answer. Yeah. <laughs> you know, oh, it's a divorce over 40 crew. And it's like three women and him. Why is he there? Don't People know. don't run these types of organizations out of the goodness of their heart. They do it. They want something from it. Oh, for sure. Yeah. He I'm just, I'm curious what he imagines um, you may offer him. Yeah, I'm, I'm no, not sure. No, no, I mean, has I he know. ever listened? I have no idea. I have no idea. No. I have no idea. But it, it just, it really irks me how uh, a conventionally attractive white guy can attract and amass a huge following mm -hmm. strictly because he's a conventionally attractive white guy. Yeah. Like 90% of his content is just him doing like riffs, you know, him oh. doing trends. This isn't, oh. mm. yeah, what are we learning? What, what's the takeaway here? Yeah. Anyway, in any case, to go back. Um, yeah. I don't like men in women's spaces, so I don't like the guy on the podcast. I would love it if it was just Shay and Carrie. Yeah. Or, or just a guy who's not straight. Or just a guy who's not straight. Yeah, he's yeah. just, I don't, and I don't, like, I don't get it. Like, oh, where do you masturbate? Where do you matter? Like, what? Like, I don't find that interesting. It just felt so forced. It felt right. so shock jockey. That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't understand what, who's that podcast for? Right. Who's it yeah. for? Like, they don't know. They don't know who it's for. Yeah. Um, so I'm not, like, opposed to Carrie, you know, being almost 60 and on a podcast. I'm, I'm all for that. But- you know, let's, how about we talk about like some real stuff? Like you're talking to a 55 year old woman about, you know, does she masturbate in public? How about you talk about, Hey, 55 year old woman, do you have a sex drive? Because you're probably in menopause. Right. See, and we're not going to, there, there's going to be no discussion about that. You don't think there's going to be, didn't Samantha go through menopause twice? Well, she, well, tamoxifen can force you through the, the symptoms. And then she went through it a second. Then she went through it for the, like, the last time, the real, like the quote unquote real. Uh, so, do you metaphor. think they won't bring it up because it's already been done with Samantha? 
but they didn't do it with Samantha because if they had done it with Samantha, they would have addressed the fact that Samantha's sex drive very likely dried up. Yeah. But see, they, and I think that's another reason why they can't bring the character back. Like she's fucking in her mid sixties. Yeah. Like, do we yeah. really want to see a 65 year old being like, Oh, I'm a it's the most perfect cock. And do we really want to see that? Well, you know, <laughs> no, but I think that's um, an issue that should be confronted because that's definitely ageist. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I definitely would have loved to have seen them and I um, maybe they will address it. Menopause. Like, let's talk about it. Like, there's Carrie watching Big Jerk Off, which was so uncomfortable. It was and very uncomfortable. <laughs> when he said, you know, what are you going to do? And she's like, Mm-mm, I would have loved that's there you go. Perfect opening. Like, you know, no sex drive. Yeah. Because yeah. Look, like, I'll be, per- we don't talk about it enough. And it's this idea that women of a certain age, certainly women over 40, definitely over 50, she cannot be vibrant and desirable unless she's also fuckable. Right. And we have to prove that this woman, she's still having sex. Somebody still wants to have sex with her. Look, man, like I've talked about it briefly, but like my sex drive is like, I'm lucky when I have a sex drive. So it comes back though, right? Doesn't it, doesn't it, um, doesn't it come back? (laughs) I don't know. I was reading something pretty recently. I want to say it was in Ms. Magazine about this woman in her sixties who was, hiding the fact that she was dating from her daughters because her daughters are just icked out by it Mm -hmm. and shame her about it. Mm -hmm. Um, But the woman was, I mean, she was, she was Samantha Jonesing. Like she was dating, but really, you know, not exclusively. She was just sort of like hopping from dick to dick, which, you know, got speed. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Do you, I say that without judgment, Mm -hmm. Um, but just, just Poco sticking from dick to dick and, hiding it from her daughters because her daughters were like ew you're old (laughs) Um, which she is is. (laughs) but she was like yeah I'm old but um, sex drive doesn't go away you know yeah here's the thing it does it does to some women well I don't know she was she was telling me it came back (laughs) maybe it does maybe it doesn't but I like I'm I'm curious I would really want to know like what happens to other women? I, see, because yeah. I can't take I can't sure. take hormone replacements mm-hmm. because of my. Well, I could, but because of the breast cancer history with my mother and my sister, I'm I'm really just too afraid. Okay, to do it. Well, so, frankly, like for what? I mean, is the is the reward going to be worth it? Even like, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, look, just be. Hmm. I'm debating how much I want to say here. It doesn't mean I don't have sex. It right. just means, you know, it's, it's, is it as enjoyable as it used to be? No, it's not. Yeah. You know, do I have, and, but I also think I was very hypersexual before I was really addressing my trauma. Okay. You know, um, I've, yeah, I've, I've heard that can happen. I just, I would love an honest conversation about like, what happens. I mean, other things I've read um, suggest to me that no one knows. Like, doctors don't even think about yeah. this. 
Oh, you're kidding. Why is that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I right? mean, we could do a whole episode on the problematic history of gynecology, but <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yeah, doctors don't even think about it. And then, I mean, culturally, something else happens with aging where at a certain point you start getting infantilized the older mm-hmm. you get. Yep. So. Yeah. So I, I just wish we could talk about it because I, I think a lot of women feel very uncomfortable being up front and saying, I don't have a sex drive anymore and I don't, mm-hmm. I don't really have sex. Yeah. You know, when it's the like kind of the most freeing fucking thing. Well, except that um, the, the association then is like, well, what, like we can't, we, maybe we can't talk about it because if we admit it, then men will take that as like free reign to just cheat. Yeah, I don't know what. But it is. I think I, that I mean I don't know, especially if you're if you've been married for like thirty years. Mm-hmm. If your husband wants to cheat, mm-hmm. and it's purely sexual, I, I don't know. Maybe just maybe that's fine. <laughs> yeah, you know, I can't say how I would feel about that, but I, I feel like I might be fine with it. Uh, any final thoughts, Sarah? Um, I, you know, I'm going to keep watching. I don't have a, I don't have a score yet. I think it will be somewhere between one and six. <laughs> well, actually, let me say two and six. Okay, fair. Because it's already more than a one. Yeah, for me. Uh, the show airs on HBO Max on Thursday nights. I yes. will be watching the episodes or Thursday morning. It drops on Thursday. They they stream it on okay. Thursday. Okay. So. I'll probably be watching these episodes in the morning just so that I, because the minute you get on social media, you're just overwhelmed with it. Right. And maybe, you know, maybe you'll learn a little bit of Portuguese along the way. Right. I noticed that too. And if you see a lot of people on TikTok, when they're playing certain clips, you you see the, the subtitles. Yeah. So I don't know what was going on there. That was a thing. Uh, okay. Here's what you're going to do. <laughs> if you have it, submit dating questions. We need dating questions. We're not a show. Yeah. We're not, we're, we're making ourselves vulnerable here. We need dating <laughs> questions. <laughs> mm-hmm. So go to datologycoach.com and click the submit a dating question tab or send it to hello at datologycoach.com. Yeah. Follow me on Instagram, the T-H-E, Kristen M, C-H-R-I-S-T-A-N-M, the Kristen M. Follow me on uh, TikTok at datologycoach, but also follow my backup at the datologycoach. Mm. Uh, okay guys the the fuck that guy course i'm very excited sarah i have developments that i haven't told you about but um yeah it's coming along and i'm pretty goddamn excited about it uh, so be on the lookout for that join the mailing list so that you'll be the first to hear about it but in, in the meantime get the write the best dating profile ever or, um, online course the master online dating online course it's an incredibly ex- inclusive self-paced course that you can take it is how to write a profile, how to avoid scammers, how to tell if someone's emotionally available, common red flags and how to avoid them, um, message writing techniques, uh, stating intentions. It's got it all is what you're telling me. There we go. Yes. I see what you're saying. <laughs> I see what you're doing. Don't rush me. Uh, all right, guys. Thank you ever so much. Very special episode. Very special. This For this very special episode. And uh, <laughs> we'll be back. Bye. Bye.